dance on American Bandstand this Saturday. But dancing on Bandstand? He doesn't understand what it means. This is my Hey there, dreamers. Welcome to the first podcast episode, the introduction of Dancing on Bandstand, an American Dreams podcast. I'm your host, Angela Bowen, and during this episode, I'll be telling you about the show I'll be podcasting about, American Dreams. I'll go over the show's premise with you, introduce the characters and we'll, that we'll be meeting along the way, as well as tell you about some of the fun segments I'll be doing during the episode. But before we get into that, let me give you some of my history with the show American Dreams. I first heard of the show when I first started working at the video store Hollywood Video. It played on a loop during the store's operating hours, basically the preview for the show coming up. So that may not have been the best way to gauge my interest or to pique it, because after a couple of months of that, I didn't want to hear about Meg dancing on bandstand anymore. I came to the show well after the show's run into that when it uh, ended in 2005. I came to the show in 2009 when I rented it off of Blockbuster Online which was a twin to Netflix. When Netflix did their DVD streaming, Blockbuster followed suit right along after. I loved the show. I even bought it on DVD so I could relive the moments over and over again. But then I faced a dilemma. I wanted to see the rest of the show, the two remaining seasons, but it had went off the air four years earlier. So I had to look around on the internet and luckily I found them. I even later found the epilogue on YouTube. I love that so much, and the characters, as much as the Arnold family on The Wonder Years. While the Arnold family consisted of three children, a daughter and two sons, and focused on the years 1968 through 1973 in any town America, it was more of a looking back on show with the youngest son as the protagonist and the adult voice doing the adult vo- uh, voiceover. And the show was at times comedic as well as dramatic. American Dreams was completely dramatic and didn't just focus on the prior family and their four kids, two sons and two daughters. J.J., John Jr., Will, who suffers from polio, Meg, our protagonist, and Patty, the know-it-all. It also focused on an African-American family known as the Walkers. The head of the household, Henry Walker, and his two children, a son and daughter, Sam, who ends up going to East Catholic along with the prior kids, and Angela, his shy 12-year-old daughter, as well as his problematic nephew, Nathan, and as well as his wife, uh, Henry's wife, Gwen, or Gwen, I'm sorry. He worked, uh, Henry worked for Jack, John, the head of the prior, who was the head of the prior household at his radio and TV show, or store, Oh my goodness, I'm already flopping all over. This show begins at the end of the episode with the assassination of JFK at the end of the pilot episode. This show covers from 1963 to 1966. Here is an overview of season one. Warning, there will be spoilers. So be prepared. 
Season 1, which ran from 2002 to 2003, and the pilot episode set in November of 1963, Megan Roxanne win the opportunity to join the dancers on the American TV show American Bandstand, filmed in Philadelphia. Passing note is made of the JFK assassination and funeral. Bandstand immediately becomes the principal creative pillar of American dreams, with each episode featuring recreated versions of several musical acts that originally appeared on the real Bandstand, often rendered by modern singers. Um, just to give you a heads up, this information I pulled strictly from Wikipedia, so whether this is most of it I believe to be true. So, all right. J.J. Pryor, a running back for the East Catholic Fighting Crusaders football team, tries and fails to earn a full athletic scholarship to play at the University of Notre Dame. So he later applies for and is accepted to Lehigh University. A nagging ankle injury curtails his football career, so he enlists in the United States Marine Corps to play for school. Or to pay for school. Oh my goodness gracious, guys. I'm all over the place already. And that pretty much takes place towards the end of Season 1 is when J.J. enlists in the Marines. Meanwhile, J.J.'s on-again, off-again girlfriend, Beth, chooses to attend the University of Pennsylvania in order to be near J.J. In the earlier part of the season, Meg develops a crush on a bandstand dancer and they go on a couple of public appearance dates. While never becoming romantic, they remained good friends. Meg later developed a romance with Luke Foley, the bespectacled record store clerk and fellow East Catholic student. I didn't know he was that. Huh, I can't remember. I could have sworn he was a little bit older than her. But anyway... Sam Walker wins a track scholarship to East Catholic. Some in the majority white student body, Sam's father, Henry, states that there are only three other black male students at East Catholic. Resent Sam's, the majority white student body resents Sam's presence, especially Tommy D. D. Felice. Ugh. Cannot pronounce that name. Anyway. Who was later expelled after falsely confessing to JJ's crime of breaking Beth's current boyfriend's windshield. Sam and Meg develop a friendship, even creating a record swapping swapping club while meeting at the Vinyl Crocodile record store. I like that name, the Vinyl Crocodile. It just it rhymes, it goes together. In the season finale on May 18, 2003, Meg and Sam are caught in the riots that shook Philadelphia in the summer of 1964. American Dreams is an American television drama broadcast on the NBC television network from 2002 to 2005. The show tells the story of the Pryor family of Philadelphia during the mid-1960s with many plot lines centered around teenager Meg Pryor, played by Brittany Snow. The show often featured contemporary musicians performing as popular musicians of the 1960s. Season 1 takes place in 1963-64, to 64. Season 2 takes place in 1964-65, to 65. and Season 3 centers around 1965-1966. to 1966. The series was created by Jonathan Prince and developed by Josh Goldstein and Prince. The latter was also one of the executive producers with Dick Clark. It debuted in September 29th, 
2002 and initially aired on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, but moved to the same time on Wednesdays from March 9th, 2005 to the third season finale, March 30th. The show was known as Our Generation when it debuted in Australia. However, it was changed back to American Dreams when it returned for the second season. The theme song, Generation, was written and performed by Emerson Hart, lead singer of the band Tonic. The song earned Hart an ASCAP award for best theme song of television in 2003. The show was the 2003 TV Land Awards Future Classic winner. The major characters, Margaret Meg Pryor, played by Brittany Snow, the show's protagonist. In her spare time, she dances on Dick Clark's American Bandstand. Her family is Catholic. Sorry about that, guys. I had to actually go plug in my adapter so my better. I mean, it's not going to die, but the screen was starting to fade out. I'm like, no! So I fixed it. All right, next on the list, John J. Jack Pryor, played by Tom Veruca. Er, Veruca? Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry if I butchered these names. Meg's father and head of the Pryor household, he owns Pryor's TV and radio store. Helen Pryor, played by Gail O'Grady, Jack's wife, is a stay-at-home mom. John Jr., J.J. Pryor... John J. J.J. Pryor Jr., played by Will Estes, the oldest Pryor child, he enlists in the United States Marine Corps and fights in the Vietnam War in Season 2. Patricia Patty Pryor, played by Sarah Ramos, Meg's little sister, Will, William Will Pryor, played by Ethan Dampf, D-A-M-P-F, I don't know how to pronounce that, I'm just going to say Dampf. An elementary school student whose leg was crippled with polio, which is a source of guilt for his parents as they refuse to allow him to have the Salk vaccine, S-A-L-K. Henry Walker, played by Jonathan Adams, an African-American employee in Jack's store who also heads a family. Samuel Sam Walker, played by Arlen Escarpita, Henry's son and Meg's good friend. Roxanne Bajorski. Played by Vanessa Lenges. Oh, boy. <laughs> Meg's best friend, who has a knack for getting herself into trouble, she dances on American Bandstand with Meg. Elizabeth Beth Mason, played by Rachel Boston, is JJ's girlfriend. So we have our minor characters. In the Pryor family, we have Pete Pryor, Played by Matthew John Armstrong, is Jack's younger brother, an officer with the Philadelphia Police Department. He is assigned to the Columbia Avenue Precinct in North Philadelphia, a precinct which includes the Walker's home and the Pryor's second store. He is addicted to alcohol and gambling. Theodore Ted Pryor, played by Christopher Cousins, is Jack and Pete's older brother, a successful businessman who is just, has a strained and distant relationship with the rest of the family. Melissa Pryor, played by Natalie Marston, is Ted's 18-year-old daughter and is a niece of Jack and Pete. We have the Walker family now. Gwen Walker, Henry's wife and is a housekeeper. She's played by Adina Porter. Angela Walker, played by A-Y-S-I-A Polk, P-O-L-K. 
Henry and Gwen's daughter, roughly right around Patty's age. We have Nathan Walker, played by Keith Robinson, Henry's outspoken nephew who spends some time in jail. All right, now we move on from the characters. We're going to go into accuracy. All of this information, I believe I've said before, has been found on Wikipedia, so... You can take it as fact, truth, or with a grain of salt, either way. Despite its popularity as a family drama, American Dreams was heavily criticized for its various levels of historical inaccuracy. Several historical events were restaged earlier or later in the show's timeline to fit a plotline. And some of the music and pop culture references do not match up with either historic fact or the show's current timeline. Several arguments between the show's loyal fan base can be traced to whether the show should be viewed as a chronological accurate representation of life in 1960s Philadelphia or instead an ideals compilation or mnemonic images of mnemonic images and pop culture references from points throughout the 1960s much as the film The Wedding Singer was for the 1980s. You know, Wonder Years has the same thing. The Goldbergs is set in the 80s, and not every single episode is currently... It's not chronologically lined up with stuff that either came out or shows that were on the air at the time. So, you know, just enjoy the show for what it is. Historical inaccuracy be damned. You know, it's a good show. I like... I love American Dreams. I love The Wonder Years. I also enjoy The Goldbergs when I watch it from time to time. You know, I'm not into it for a huge historical accuracy all the time. Half that stuff, unless I look it up. I mean, I'm not going to know, like, when what something, whoever premiered on Bandstand at this particular date, just be. I mean, if it says it, what they did, then I... I'll just believe it until I look it up. I mean, I don't care. That's not important to me. I'm just enjoying the show for enjoying the show. You know, everyone has their own opinions. So, all right, we're moving on. Some examples of these disputes include a running plot line is the appearance of Meg and Roxanne as dancers on American Bandstand, which still tapes a daily after-school show in Philadelphia, where in real life the show moved to Los Angeles in February 1964 and was only broadcast once a week on Saturday afternoons. In real life, the studio used for Bandstand was later appropriated by the stations of public broadcasting operation, WHYY, after WFIL's donation of them, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. All right, let's move on. I don't care about that. You know, forget the inaccuracy, accuracy, whatever. I, uh, I'm going to move on to this. This is just... I'm not reading through all that, and I wish I hadn't put that in the notes. Hopefully I'm not deterring you guys from this podcast. This is just the introduction episode, so... All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. How I plan to do the podcast episodes, I will basically give you an overview of the episode. Since the show's episode length is about an hour long, I will be discussing the show based on the character and plot of the episode, which most of the time focuses on Meg and Bandstand, being she's the protagonist, and the side players of the episode, other family members the episode focuses on, like the eldest son, 
the eldest prior child, JJ, and his football dilemma this season, the first during the first season. Then we have Helen and Jack, the parents. Helen is trying to venture out and discover new interests, like an English course at the local college, and Jack is dealing with the upset of his wife wanting to be more than just a wife and mother. She wants to be an independent woman and a free thinker. This comes on the head of their recent miscarriage and how she feels that she doesn't want to bear any more children. The youngest prior children, 12-year-old Patty, has this, she's a spelling bee queen of Philadelphia, and nine-year-old Will, who was struck down by the polio virus, wants to just be like his big brother, JJ, and play football, and later in the season, race in a soapbox derby. After I review this episode, I will give my special record episode rating, and then list the reasons why. Also, I will do a segment on the best performance of the episode that could be either line delivered or scene acted or best, also best dressed. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this introduction of the podcast and I will see you next week with American Dreams Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot, which aired on September 29th, 2002. As I said before, this information I got courtesy of Wikipedia. So, keep on dreaming, dreamers, and I will see you next week when I deliver the first episode of the podcast. Have a great week.